Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. When you get uncomfortable, do you keep going or retreat? Is pushing the edge of your comfort zone a bad thing? And how would your life be different if you weren't afraid of what others might say or think? Jason calmly got sick of worrying about rejection, so he made a game out of it. Today, we discuss how seeking rejection is helping people all around the world live an amazing life. Welcome to the new man. Today we're talking with Jason Comley and we're talking about rejection. Before before we get to Jason, I just want to I want to put my own spin on this. Um, someone said everything we want is on the other side of a short, sweaty conversation. And for years, I had felt stuck about what to do or where to go with my profession. I'd convinced myself that I was up against a wall. I'd spent a lot of time trying to convince others that I was stuck too, and it was exhausting to do that. My, you know, playing out here's my boohoo story, and you know, validate it for me, validate that I'm stuck, validate that I there's nothing in, uh, available to me. So, in reality, what was actually going on is I I had come up against the next step in the process, and that next step was something that was something where I could be rejected, and I sure shit didn't want that. I didn't want to be rejected. Nobody does. Um, so I went to great lengths to create a system, an entire system, a whole way of living and working that was designed to insulate me from rejection. So a lot of the guys that I talk to, they, they like to talk about having a purpose in their lives. They like, to, they like to talk about this big overarching thing. It's really, really sexy and glamorous. Here's my purpose. I believe we're all living a purpose right now. And for me, at that time, that purpose was to avoid hearing no. That's what so much of my life was designed was to make sure nobody told me no. And to this day, I still have to keep an eye on that. I still have to keep an eye on how much I'm entering into situations to avoid hearing no versus going for what I want. So if you think about it, if our lives are designed to only pursue what is a sure thing, then life's going to become really narrow. Life's going to seem really small. We're going to feel stuck. We're going to feel trapped. We're going to feel drained and powerless. But what if we switched it? 
What if we went for what we wanted instead of avoiding no? What if we weren't so worried about no anymore? What if hearing no was an option or even the ideal? Well, then the purpose shifts. Now we're not playing defense anymore. Now we're no longer reactive. Now we're creating what we want. Now we're generating what will feed us and excite us. Now we're living our lives instead of avoiding. So today I want to welcome Jason Comley to the show. Jason, you created a game that anyone can play. It's called Rejection Therapy. But first, thank you for being here. And and let's get your backstory. Great to be here, Tripp. Yeah. What was your life like before Rejection Therapy came into the view? Well, it kind of sounds a little bit like um, uh, your life was, uh, you know, everything was sort of set up to, uh, for compliance. Uh, everything was uh, streamlined. Um, and, you know, that's the whole problem with being on computers. Uh, and I was on computers a lot too, you know, computers, you press a button and it does something for you. And it's, uh, it's great for efficiency, but it's terrible for interpersonal connections and it's terrible for uh, developing really important virtues like patience. Uh, So that's what uh, the situation I was in uh, probably when it was at its worst uh, was um, I was actually just started a freelance business. I was doing a lot of website design and, and stuff like that, IT stuff. And I got these clients and I'm actually in a new city, too. So I'm moving to a new city. I want to start a new life. I started this business. I land this great client. And he's loading me up with work. And, he's, and so I sort of sequester myself off to my apartment. And I'm working all the time. And the only time I'm really getting out is if I'm meeting new clients or something like that. Mm. But, and so after about a year and a half of making really good money, but not interacting with anybody. Um, I just noticed that he was incredibly uncomfortable, like even uh, interactions at the bank. I was was just kind of weird. I was getting weirded out a lot. And I'd be speaking with a a client or something, and uh, I could sort of feel this anxiety welling up in me. And so I'm like focusing on my breathing, but I'm not paying attention to what he's saying because I'm trying to stay calm and focus on my breathing. And it was just like, you know, I can't live like this anymore. And it wasn't there. It wasn't so much there before it was, it was more as, as you got more and more isolated, you noticed that this started to come up more and more for you. Right. You know, it was always kind of there, I think, before. Okay. Uh, You know, before that, I was actually working in a factory. I was on night shift for eight years, eight years straight. I was on night shift. Wow. So, yeah. So it was, I wasn't really getting a lot of interaction uh, with a lot of people. I had a few buddies that were on night shift and we would hang out sometimes. But uh, other than that, I was totally in my comfort zone, totally. I didn't even know what introverts and extroverts were. I didn't care really. And so anyway, yeah, I was just kind of, that's when it really started uh, becoming pronounced these, these symptoms and everything else. And were you aware at that time that you were avoiding rejection or you were just like, how oh, I don't like feeling this way. Yeah. You know, the thing is though, is that I thought, at the time, I thought that, whoa, okay, I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm out of my comfort zone here. That's trouble. I better go home. Or, you know what I mean? Like, like, I thought, like, my comfort zone was 
I was supposed to, that it was a good thing that you stayed in, in your comfort zone. I was told, you know, I mean, this is what I was taught, right? You know, you, um, and I even get told that. I just got told that the, that the other day. Oh, you know, just uh, just make sure that uh, you're within your comfort zone when, when you sign this or whatever. And, uh, and so we think that it's a good thing, and that's what I thought. So I'd be trying to meet people or trying to talk to people, and, uh, and I was just having a really hard time with it. And so I'd go home to... Uh, to my apartment and I'd be getting really, really frustrated. And I could, I remember just being very, very angry, uh, with, with myself and with God and everybody. It's just like, why, why am I having such a hard time meeting people? Uh, it's not fair. I, you know, and so, um, it was like something was happening to you. It wasn't in, in the discomfort meant that you were doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was just kind of, I think that was it. I'm not really sure what the logic was back then. Now it just seems so obvious to sort of get out of your comfort zone, but no one ever told me that. Mm. And that was mm-hmm. the thing. So it was, I was, and of course there were certain people too, like if it was an attractive woman or something like that, I, I, I would just, I wouldn't even be able to breathe. It was terrible. Like, it, you know, you could tell, I was actually joking with a friend too, that, you know, you can tell if I like, uh, a woman because I won't be in the same room as her. I won't be able to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the oxygen will just be too thin. I'll need to, you know. So uh, I knew I was in trouble. And I just remember uh, one night, it was a Friday night, I was in front of my computer again and just thinking, like, what is wrong? And just trying to drill down to what the real problem was. And I realized that I was afraid of rejection. And at the time, I thought, well, that's not, that's not very tough. I'm afraid of rejection. I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know why. It was, it just, it was a startling re- revelation to me to, uh, to, to know that. And at the time, I was sort of, I'd actually finished a book not too long ago, and I'd been studying um, Spetsna's, uh, they're uh, a Russian elite um, military force, and you can't actually apply uh, to be in the Spetsnaz. If, if you're a really, really good soldier, you may receive an, an invitation. Um, and so I was sort of studying their training method, uh, methodologies and, and stuff like that. And so uh, basically that's the genesis, the seed of rejection, rejection therapy right there. I just want to sort of um, insert something right here. I did another interview and, and I, I kind of forgot to say it, but, um, you know, God was a real big, uh, part in sort of the creation of rejection therapy. You know, he gave me that sort of assurance, uh, and the answers when I needed it. And so, uh, it says in the Bible, um, he will convert your weaknesses into strengths. And that's what happened there. So, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about turning weaknesses into strengths. And so, is that was that the thing about the the Russian special forces guys that that you saw, or, or right. you know, because a lot of people could be like, "Well, I'm afraid of rejection." So, so what? They just stack it onto the list. But you, right. you, you took action there. So, what happened? Yeah, it was just a point where I, I just felt like I couldn't live like that anymore, mm. and then it was just far too limiting. 
And there was something about my comfort zone realizing that it was all just a big fat lie, you know, about my comfort zone and, and how I was, I, I felt like I was in a cage. Mm-hmm. And, and so I kind of thought, well, um, how do I get out of this? And I thought, well, I have one of two options. One, I can uh, avoid rejection, and that's what I was doing uh, for many years, or I could face it head on. And, and that's where it kind of, I remember um, thinking, well, I guess I'm going to try and get rejected, you know, once every single day. And so I sort of made a rule, a challenge. <laughs> Tell us myself. about that moment. Like, wait, cause you made it, you make it a game. There's something really powerful when we make it a game. Um, I think we, so. Yeah. So, cause it could so. be this like, oh, I'm devastated and I'm flawed and poor me and, and that kind of thing. But then it's like, well, what if I got rejected once a day? And, and I, I can imagine, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I imagine it just occup- it goes to a different part of the brain that's like, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. There, it was a challenge. Yeah. Because I presented myself with a challenge. It's like, okay. Um, I remember what exactly I was, I was staring at the wall. I was just so kind of focused, like, okay, from now on, you need to get rejected at least once every single day, not try and get rejected. I was trying to like close up any loopholes mm-hmm. uh, for myself. Cause I know how I am. It's just like, no, you have to get rejected. If you don't get rejected, you have to try and try and try again until you do get that, re- that rejection. And, uh, and that was the one rule. Uh, and that's how it started. So I play a version of this game with my clients and, it's amazing how they suddenly find fun in the things that have terrified them for years or they've been avoiding for years. So like the other day, I just had a, I had a client that was, that's in one of my coaching, coaching groups go into a Chipotle with his own gluten-free tortillas and ask if he could make his own burrito. And, and they kept telling him no. And then he finally was like, well, let me talk to your manager. And they're like, no. And he's like, well, let me talk to that manager, like get him on the phone. And it was like, and he finally got a yes. And now he describes his life as BB. Before burrito and AB after oh. burrito was I'm wondering was <laughs> was there a burrito moment for you? Oh uh, well, you know the burrito moment for me was probably after my first rejection. The tension was was mounting. I was kind of like, oh, you got to do it. And so I got that rejection, and I was like, yes, I was pumping my fist, and I thought like, whoa. Whoa, that's weird. You know, like, I mean, I'm glad I got rejected. I am feeling amped. Uh, <laughs> and um, I thought, whoa, this is, and, and it was just the fact that, you know, now everything is open to me. Now I have no excuses. Now everything is possible. There was actually a guy that was tweeting, now uh, this is going back about a year now or something, but he was just started rejection therapy and he said, uh, I'm, I'm playing rejection. I'm playing rejection therapy, and I feel great. Who wants to rule the world with me? You know, <laughs> and it was just like, and it's just like, you know what? That's exactly how I felt when I, it was just like, who wants to rule the world with me? Oh, because I like that. I am. You know what I mean? I am stoked. So it was really cool uh, that that revelation. It just sort of turned everything over on its head. You know, here here was a guy, me, that was. I was constantly talking myself out of things and it, it's just so sad how many opportunities I, I may have missed yeah. just because of this sort of negative internal dialogue that I was having. 
Well, I like what you said about how when you realized it was rejection, it didn't quite add up. Like the scale, like, well, you know, like, of course I would do that. Like, of course I would avoid that because it would kill me. And, but it's not like that. It's just really, is it's rejection. But I heard somebody talking a while back and it made a lot of sense to me that we're, I believe we're hardwired to avoid disrupting our place in our community and our tribe. And and you think about it because eons ago, if we got kicked out of the, out of the group, we died. Like we we needed each other to survive. And I still think that that programming is there. And that's why we tell ourselves like, oh my gosh, if I do anything to step out of line, I'm toast. But once we realize, well, that's not really true. I'm not going to die anymore. Uh, we start to we can start to temper that. Like, okay, there's that sensation. There's that 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 information coming from my body that says, "Get out of here! Don't do this." I don't have to listen to that anymore. I've got an, I've got yeah. another choice. Has that been true for you? Oh, absolutely. And because a lot of times I think we're making decisions based on uh, what I call sort of micro fears. You know, we sense a little bit of un- uncomfort or something, so we kind of just. Um, go the other way, or maybe we won't um, do that. And so I'm a lot more conscious of that sort of thing, too. Those, that little bit of um, uncomfortability and, and sort of playing with that now, and now being more playful with with my comfort zone and everything. So it, re- it reminds me of a lot of when uh, I, I'm a father, we, we have a, a, a daughter, and, um, and she, I remember when she was born, that, that one somebody gave me this really great advice. It was like, look, uh, she's going to cry, and it's kind of like a fire alarm. So yeah, it, yeah. the fire alarm can go off if your house is on fire, and the fire alarm can go off if toast is burning. And so just recognize there's there's a there's a there's a spectrum here. It's not the house is not always burning down, and you right. don't need to freak out about it. And I remember just like, wow, that's great. And I think something similar plays in here that when we start to edge up against that comfort zone, we start to find that edge. We're going to hear that alarm go off and we just want to run the other way. But what if it's just toast burning and not the end of our lives? Wow. I love that. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing is, is that it does seem like the house is burning. Like my first few rejections, you know, pro- progressively I got better. And one thing I learned is that our comfort zones are more like an elastic band. So, you know, as we push against them and and uh, go outside of our comfort zone, our comfort zones expand. We become more comfortable in more situations. And, and those situations that used to make you uncomfortable or um, anxious or whatever else, it, it no longer happens. But I, I found, too, that um, the Canadian winters get pretty horrible um, over here. So, and sometimes I'll be in my apartment for you know, three days or something and not really get out. And then I go to the bank and I go, whoa, okay, so this is, you know, I I realize that the comfort zone will contract uh, again, just like a a rubber band. So it's not like even though you've been doing this, you're done. uh, You've got to, it's a practice. We have to continue to stretch. Right. It doesn't, and and again, like a, a rubber band, once you sort of stretch a rubber band, it will never contract back to its normal size. It's going to be a little bit bigger. And if you stretch out your comfort zone uh, even some more, it'll contract 
but it's going to get bigger and bigger. And that's mm-hmm. what I noticed too. So there's certain things that just can't freak me out. There's some of those early rejections that it just doesn't, uh, I, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's um, very, very comfortable around a lot of people. And, and I'm, a highly introverted person. Right. I'm what they call, um, there's a scientific term, like a person of high interiority. <laughs> so like, <laughs> uh, like the, the universe is within me kind of thing. Like right. I just, uh, that's where, that's where I dwell. I'm in a constant flow state. I've got lots of ideas. Um, and that's not always good. I, I, I need to be more present and, and aware, I think, but, and, and yet, it's just amazing how what a change it's been, and so these feelings. Well, I think of, I think the I think the thing that I want to point out is that we we can look at certain people and be like, oh, they're natural. If I was like that guy, then right. I wouldn't have this issue. But you embody, you know, what you just talked about is like, hey, even I can do this. I'm a I'm a highly introverted, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm limited. That's right. Yeah, and it's just it's sort of like looking at bodybuilders or something. You know, they didn't they didn't pop out of the womb looking like that. They they went to the gym and they <laughs> lifted weights and they, you know, they pushed against resistance and and they they became that they earned that yeah. right. Yeah. So and it's the same thing here is that we can all be a lot more comfortable uh, in uh, social situations and even really uncomfortable. Um, social situation. So since uh, launching rejection therapy, and it's just been uh, an amazing uh, success. So tell me a bit about the rejection therapy. Where, where can the guy listening right now learn more about it? I mean, what is the game? And then where do we find out more about it? Sure. So uh, rejection therapy is a game with only one rule, and that is to get rejected by someone in real life. And so the game is designed to help people overcome the fear of rejection and overcome uh, social anxieties and just basically uh, try new things. And uh, so the game comes with cards. You can get it with cards and each card has a suggestion on how you can get rejected. So for example, here, uh, one is, you know, ask a stranger if you look like a, a celebrity um, offer a stranger <laughs> your food. The objective is to take one of those cards and, you know, a card that you can do uh, that's going to take you a little bit out of your comfort zone, but that that you think that you can do and get that rejection, and then you've got that rejection for the day. So I think it's uh, great that the, I think it's great that you have these cards and these things because if we if our brains are wired to avoid threats, yeah. Uh, we're not yeah. going to see opportunities. So Absolutely. here comes the card, go do this. Now it becomes a little mission. You go out there and you, and you achieve your mission and, and it's fun. Um, Absolutely. But if we wait for it, like, okay, I'll find an opportunity today. Oh no, yeah. you're gonna, we'll find, we'll find ways to, to, uh, to make sure we don't do that. So yeah, these cards are key. It's a rush though. It's kind of like a video game. It, it does like there's, uh, you know, I'm totally alert. You're sort of looking for, uh, a situation and you're totally present and it just seems like everything's got pop uh, mm. and uh, everything is kind of bristling with uh, energy. And uh, I just love that about the game. And it's just like, whoa, this is a really cool experience. So uh, definitely you've got to try it too. Uh, 
make sure that you're going a little bit out of your comfort zone and you're pushing yourself a little bit and kind of a, it helps uh, me sort of abandon any kind of ego that I have or whatever and, and just go out and interact with people. And it's amazing how many sort of serendipitous uh, situations have come up and, and just, I've met a lot of new people and had a lot of laughs and everything else with that. So yeah, have fun. Don't, don't take it too seriously, but you know, the whole point is to sort of get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Good. And if, if the guy wants to download these cards, where does he go? Uh, Rejectiontherapy.com is where you can get them. Easy enough. Jason Comley, rejectiontherapy.com. I'm glad that you're out there playing this game. You're not alone. Uh, it's, what I'm taking away is that this is where this is the doorway. This is where we start to live our lives in a bold way. This is where we feel more alive. So, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk to us today. Thanks a lot, Trip. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.